The Buffalo Bills signed offensive tackle Jermaine Effetti filled up the practice squad, including linebacker Christian Kirksey, named team captains, and we heard from Brandon Bean on the roster. Folks, there's a lot to cover today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well, folks, a very busy Wednesday at One Bills Drive. The Bills added offensive tackle Jermaine Effetti. Filled up the practice squad, including a linebacker I know many of us were interested in, and Christian Kirksey. They named the 2023 team captains, and we heard from Brandon Bean on the roster. So let's cover all of it, and we'll start with Jermaine Effetti. The Bills added an offensive tackle to the active roster. They did the thing we thought they would. They put Justin Shorter and... Bale Inspector on injured reserve. That created two roster spots. One goes to offensive tackle Jermaine Effetti. The other, of course, to bring back Reed Ferguson. But let's talk about Effetti. 29 years old, he turns 30 next June on June 2nd. So Jermaine Effetti and I, we both share the same birthday. Effetti was a first-round pick in 2016 out of Texas A&M by the Seattle Seahawks. Six foot six, 324 pounds. Crazy long arms, 36 inch arms, 10 and three quarter inch hands, and he had an RAS score of 852. And that's a relative athleticism score. A perfect score is a 10, and 8.52 is excellent. Very, very good athletic score. So he's big, long, and athletic. Spent the first four seasons of his career with the Seattle Seahawks, who drafted him in the first round and started just about every game for Seattle. Uh, he missed a total of just four games in four seasons. And his first season was spent at right guard, and then the next three at right tackle. Then he goes to the Chicago Bears. He spends 2020 and 2021 with the Bears, started every game in 2020, and then only seven in 2021. He missed a bunch of time in 2021 with a knee injury. And then last year, 2022, he was with the Atlanta Falcons as a backup for their offensive line. And then he spent this offseason with the Detroit Lions. They recently cut him and now he's a member of the Buffalo Bills. And so Effetti has played seven seasons. He's played in 102 NFL games, started 83 NFL games, and his experience in terms of snap distribution by position looks like this. 4,138 snaps at right tackle, 1,651 at right guard, and four snaps at left tackle. I talked to a source of mine out of Detroit and just asked him about a Fetty and why he didn't make that roster. And he said one of the biggest reasons was because 
the lack of comfort that they had with him at left tackle. And they opted to keep Matt Nelson instead. And I guess they felt better about his versatility to play both sides. But a guy in Jermaine Effetti that really all of his experiences come on the right side and primarily the overwhelming majority comes at right tackle. And for the Bills, I think Jermaine Effetti replaces exactly what they lost in Brandon Shell. And it's the same deal with Brandon Shell, where Brandon Shell was a right tackle only for his career. And I think you get the same type of thing here with Effetti. And that feeds into what the Bills have already in Ryan Vandemark, who we've already discussed. He's clearly better on the left side. And so I don't think the Bills have a true swing tackle. And I think the plan is if Deion Dawkins goes down at left tackle, Ryan Vandemark steps in. If Spencer Brown goes down at right tackle, Jermaine Effetti steps in. So they have a, a backup for each spot, not necessarily a swing tackle that goes back and forth. But the bottom line here is the concern about experience tackle depth is majorly eased with this addition. I spent the afternoon or part of my afternoon watching Effetti's tape. I watched his preseason games with the Lions, all three of them, against the Giants, Jaguars, and Panthers. They played him at left tackle in the Jaguars game, but right tackle in the other two. And you could tell he's better at right tackle. And I'm going to share with you what I learned from watching the film. And I'll tell you what, I think there's a lot to like. He's a player that intrigues me quite a bit. You know that I like physical upside, and you certainly get that with Jermaine Effetti. And so as I get into what I like most about him from studying him this afternoon, he is truly a first off the bus guy. And what I mean by that is he's got that big, long, chiseled athletic frame. When you show up to a stadium, you want this guy coming off the bus first to represent your football team because he's got that crazy body composition that is engineered to play offensive line in the NFL. He's a guy who you just can't miss him when you see him. He stands out from his physique uh, perspective. And for a guy that's big, 6'6", 324, we mentioned 36-inch arms, he's got pretty good mobility for his size. I wouldn't call him an elite athlete, but he moves well given – that size that he has. He's got really, really, really powerful hands. And I think he has good functional strength throughout his frame, good core strength, obviously a, a powerful anchor, anchor and base, but there's a firmness to his hands that I really enjoyed from watching him. Now I'd stop short of calling him a people mover, but he's really firm when it comes to his run blocking and ability to exchange power in the trenches. He works from a, a wide base. He sets his base and he's not a guy that gets heel clicky or narrow or anything like that. He's kind of a, a really wide set player. And for a guy that has 36 inch arms, I think he uses that length very effectively, a very different than Spencer Brown. One of my gripes with Spencer Brown is he's got a ton of length, but he doesn't really use it well. And, and you really want to maximize your length by playing with extension and keeping opponents at the edge of your reach. A Fetty does that pretty effectively. He knows how to use those long levers. So what are the concerns with a Fetty? Well, I think you start with a lack of versatility. I think he's a right tackle only. Maybe he could play right guard in a pinch, but this is a player that his career has come as a right tackle. There's a lack of comfort on the left side, and so you don't have a ton of versatility, but he does fill a key spot for you in terms of a backup role where you really needed some experience behind a player in Spencer Brown that you know is a vulnerable player that needs to put it all together this season. Uh, more concerns. Penalties have been a real problem for Jermaine Effetti, a major problem. Uh, Seahawks fans will tell you he is the king of false starts and holding penalties. He led the league in penalties in 2017, 
And for his career, he gets a penalty one in every 90 snaps, which is a really high rate of frequency. You think uh, in NFL football games, probably about 60 snaps or so. And he's, you know, every game and a half, he's getting flagged. So it's a high frequency. It's been better later in his career, but uh, still too, too much, too many penalties. I would say his vertical pass sets are a concern for me. Uh, he's got a really stout anchor. Guys aren't going to go through him. He can jump set, cut off guys really effectively. But when he has to truly vertical set and you know deeper drops, five, seven-step drops, uh, he's a guy that when you challenge him with speed and quickness, that ability for him to stay square, redirect, and mirror can be a bit of a challenge. You can see him get a little top-heavy, folding at the waist, and losing some of that coordination that's required to be able to vertical set and stay square to the opponent. So I think, you know, that's that's going to be something where he has to work overtime. Now, one thing that I would agree with, Brandon Bean talked about the signing of Jermaine Effetti and said he really appreciated that when he lost on tape, it wasn't a quick loss. I would agree with that, right? He doesn't lose quick. He's does not like he gets his hand swiped right away and uh, opens his hips and guys just run circles around him like you would see from like a David Questenbury. Um, but he is a guy that can will take losses, but they're kind of deeper into the snap where you have to really challenge when he gets going backwards in those vertical sets um, to really compromise his foot quickness and that ability to stay square and balanced up top. Um, But vertical sets, and and that's something that's required in the Bills offense, a vertical passing offense, a a quarterback in Josh Allen that extends plays. I think there's some things there that are going to stress a Fetty where he's uncomfortable. You know, he's also a guy that when working laterally, backside cutoff blocks in the run game, reach blocks, those aren't going to be a strength of his. So you want to try to create some advantageous angles uh, for him to be able to hit those types of blocks. But the bottom line here, I think he's a lot better than David Questenbury, significantly better than David Questenbury. And then um, I, I think he's at least as good as, if not better, than Brandon Shell. And so just overall here, the addition of Jermaine Effetti, for me, really eases or helps ease the concerns about experienced tackle depth. And he's also a nice hedge. If Spencer Brown just can't get it done and he's going out there and, and taking L after L, I think you have a decent player in the bullpen that you call up and give yourself a chance to um, to have another option. So I feel like everything the Bills lost in Brandon Shell is restored and potentially even upgraded. And so really nice addition at this point in the process. You know, I, I don't want to overstate it. You know, I think he's a guy that over the last few years, he's kind of bounced around and that's for a reason, right? I mean, the Falcons moved on from him like later in the off season, he goes to Detroit, they move on. You know, he didn't really stick with Atlanta. And I understand Atlanta, that's a pretty set offensive line with established tackles, but you know, this is a little bit of a, he's kind of on this journeyman route uh, right now for his career. Maybe he could be an answer in Buffalo. I think as a backup, he certainly can. And I'm happy that he is now in the mix. All right, we got a bunch more to get to. We're talking Christian Kirksey and more after this quick message from FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. How about that? If you're an out-of-town Bills fan and you want to get uh, all the games on Sunday ticket, you just become a new customer at FanDuel, put down that $5 bet, you get 100 bucks off 
Sunday ticket. How about that? So now is the time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can you can use those bets on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you don't want to miss. All right, folks, let's talk about Christian Kirksey. The Bills added linebacker Christian Kirksey to the practice squad. It's not official yet. He's got to pass his physical, but I think all indications are that he's going to be on the Bills practice squad really, really soon. Uh, six foot two, 233 pounds, 32 and three-eighth inch arms, nine and three-eighth inch hands. He has an RAS score of an 802. Again, a perfect score is a 10. So good size and athleticism. Six two, 230 pounds, good athlete as well. Was a second round pick, or excuse me, a third round pick in 2014 by the Cleveland Browns. Number 71 out of Iowa. Number 71 overall pick out of Iowa. He was with the Browns for the first part of his career from 2014 through 2019, then with the Packers in 2020, and the last two years in Houston in 2021 and 2022. Has logged 114 games played in the NFL, 94 starts, and so a guy with a lot of experience. And I think he's been a very effective starter throughout his career. He's had some injuries that set him back uh, those last couple years in Cleveland, 2018 and 2019. Had some durability issues, but he's been pretty healthy since. I know he's super tight with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were college teammates, Hyde and Kirksey back in Iowa, um, and are really tight. I mean, just spent a lot of time together in the off seasons. And then they, Jordan Poyer and Kirksey spent time together in Cleveland. So a lot of familiarity there. I know that helps uh, with an onboarding a player like that. It's coming off a really productive season with the Houston Texans, Texans and I'm very intrigued by the addition. I need to study his his tape still, and once I do, I'll report back to you with what my 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 feedback is. But I'm familiar enough with Christian Kirksey from watching him, you know, a lot throughout the years, um, and I could tell you that he he crosses that line of are they better than Tyrell Dotson, right? He to me he he crosses that line, and he's an opportunity to upgrade the status quo. And as we are all concerned about status quo with the options that are currently in place. I'm very pleased with the addition of Christian Kirksey. Again, not a savior. I, I think that's probably an overstatement, but a, a nice veteran addition that has familiarity with some of the Bills coaches, Al Holcomb he has time with, a couple of players, smart player experience, good size. I think this is at this point in the process about what you could hope for in an addition. Now, obviously I would have done something a lot sooner, um, but at least this happened and the Bills do have an option, a path, a clear path to potentially upgrade these linebackers if things really go the way I fear they're going to go. So nice addition here in Christian Kirksey. Um, let's talk about the practice squad real quick, and then we'll talk about the captains. Uh, obviously, the big waiver clearing process has come and gone now. The Bills did have three players claim to other teams. Uh, Zane Anderson was uh, claimed by the Green Bay Packers. And then the Houston Texans claimed both Nick Broker and Alex Austin, the Bills' two draft picks that they waived. They're now members of the Houston Texans. Uh, but the Bills did get a bunch of players back on the practice squad that I'm very happy that they got back on the practice squad. Uh, so there's 14 spots filled. You have a total of 16 spots in your practice squad. Uh, Christian Kirksey will be official tomorrow. That'll be 15. And then the Bills still have to get a quarterback. Brandon Bean indicated today that 
Uh, that's in motion and should be finalized tomorrow. So you're going to see the 14 players I'm about to name, in addition to Christian Kirksey and a quarterback, and that'll be your 16-man practice squad for the Bills. Uh, so right now, no quarterbacks. At running back, the Bills got back Ty Johnson. I am thrilled about that. Great fourth running back, special team, speed, um, experience in the league. That's a great practice squad running back. They brought back several wide receivers, including Andy Isabella. Um, so that's exciting to get him back on the practice squad. Reports were that there were offers out there. Uh, felt most comfortable sticking in Buffalo. Uh, they also got back Marcel Aitman, Tyrell Shavers, and Brian Thompson. So four wide receivers on this practice squad. Tight end Joel Wilson is back. And I think the Bills made a choice between Joel Wilson and Jay Sternberger and picked Wilson. So that's interesting. And I think as preseason moved along, Wilson outplayed Sternberger. So that makes sense to me. Got some offensive linemen back. Richard Garage. I'm pleased with that. I thought he I thought he had a good preseason. Nice to be able to continue working with him. And we've seen the practice squad be quite kind to these offensive linemen with Alec Anderson and Ryan Vandebark both now rostered for the Buffalo Bills after spending last year on the practice squad. So Richard Garage, Kevin Jarvis, and Greg Manns all back on the practice squad. Happy about Greg Manns, an experienced uh, interior offensive lineman that can play center and guard. Defensive end Cameron Klein is back. Defensive tackle Ilianku, that was a good one to get back. I can't believe that's the Bills' sixth defensive tackle. You're telling me that other teams out there have four players on their roster better than Ilianku, all 31 other teams? We'll keep him a secret and enjoy him on the practice squad. Kendall Vickers also back on the practice squad. And then two defensive backs, Kyron Brown and Jamarcus Ingram. I was so happy that Jamarcus Ingram... Uh, cleared waivers and the Bills get him back. I, I think he's got a future. I really do. And I'm excited for the Bills to be able to continue working with him. So there's your 14 players. Christian Kirksey will be 15, and then a quarterback will be number 16. All right, the Bills also named their 2023 team captains. Their names, uh, a lot of these are what you'd expect. There's one surprise in there. Uh, Josh Allen, that was a given, right? And other news, water is wet. Uh, Stefan Diggs, for a guy that wants out of town, pretty cool that his teammates voted him a captain. Mitch Morse, a returning captain from last year. Gabe Davis gets the C this year. How about that? Uh, we'll get into Brandon Bean's comments about that here in just a moment. But Gabe Davis, you hear so much about his work ethic and how he prepares and all that. So it's cool to see his teammates recognize that. He gets the C on his jersey this year. Obviously, a contract year for Gabe Davis. Every imaginable indicator exists that Gabe Davis is going to be in Buffalo long term. And if that's the case, you might as well sign him now because that price tag only goes up if he goes out and has the year that I think a lot of people anticipate him having. And maybe that's why Gabe Davis is like, nah, I'm good. I'll go out there, ball out, put up these numbers, and my price tag goes up. So we'll see how that all goes. But Gabe Davis, team captain, Von Miller. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and Tyler Medikavich. So again, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Mitch Morse, Von Miller, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tyler Medikavich, your 2023 team captains. Uh, I always like to look year over year at captains and consider what's different. So last year, the Bills had nine team captains. So all of the players I just named, minus Gabe Davis, were team captains last year. And then the other two were Taiwan Jones and Tremaine Edmonds. So Jones and Edmonds, obviously no longer part of the mix. You add Gabe Davis. And so it's kind of cool to see a lot of um, carryover year to year with 
with team captains. And it's also kind of cool that nobody on the team last year that was a team captain isn't a team captain this year. I think that says a lot about the stability of the player-driven leadership of the Buffalo Bills. All right, Brandon Bean spoke all about the roster, commented on a bunch of players. I want to share my notable takeaways from his press conference right after a quick break. Stick with me. All right, let's talk about Brandon Bean and what he said about this roster. But first, I would like to invite you to join the Lockdown Bills subtext community. It has been so fun the last couple of days with all of the transactions. I've been filling up the text messages. People have loved it. I've had a, an absolute blast doing it. So check it out. There is a link in today's show notes to join. So if you're on YouTube or ever you're listening to this podcast, check out the show notes, click the link. You can join the Lockdown Bills subtext community. You get one-on-one text conversations with me. I'm a text message away. We could talk Bills football, uh, whatever's on your mind. You get priority when it comes to herd mentality. I give you my first uh, reaction to all major Bills news. And so there's been a lot of that lately. Um, I send out regular texts about the show, different thoughts that I have about the Bills. And um, it's been really fun. So check it out. There's a link in today's show notes. Everyone gets a free two-week trial. So no reason not to try and see if you like it. It's been growing. We've been doing it for several months now. It's been really fun doing uh, in-game texts as well. That's been cool to to do. So check it out. Um, If you want some extra engagement, this is the spot for you. All right, let's get into uh, Brandon Bean's comments here. And he he had a pretty long press conference. I think it was like 36 minutes or something like that. And so I'll I'll, uh, get that down to about six, seven minutes of reaction uh, to it and what you need to, to know from what Brandon Bean said on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, first of all, he is working on a third quarterback. He said it's in motion and will probably be finalized tomorrow. So we'll see who it is. A lot of the names that we were considering for the spot have already been to other teams' practice squads. So very curious to see what quarterback is going to be announced as the Bills' third quarterback on the practice squad. On Von Miller and him starting the year on the pup list, uh, Brandon Bean said it was a very, very tough decision. They debated it said it was a long season, and reiterated that we want Vaughn for the stretch run. Said he's trending up, not quite there yet. Wanted to give him a little extra time to be ready. When asked about starters at middle linebacker, right guard, and cornerback two, Brandon Bean was not going to disclose that information. He said he would leave that up to Sean and uh, didn't want to give away anything strategically. On Kyle Allen and you know his role as QB2, um, and some of the challenges that he's had. Brandon Bean said he's learning the system and said it's a tough system to learn and, and said Case Keenum told him that last year if it was into the season before he felt comfortable in the system and said that if Kyle Allen plays during the season, they will tailor things to Kyle Allen's strengths as opposed to having him just run the generic offense and said they wouldn't have kept Kyle Allen if they didn't believe he could do the job, uh, but acknowledge that he has some room to grow. On the addition of Christian Kirksey, uh, Brandon Bean said, by all accounts, he's pretty sharp. He's been in this defense a little bit when Al Holcomb was in Cleveland. Being a smart guy, I don't think it will take him long to make an impact. And uh, he also referenced his relationship with players already on the team, which we know Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. On Kingsley Jonathan making the roster, uh, Brandon Bean said was disappointing to lose him last year at this time that he plays with a motor. He plays violent. He plays relentlessly. He said, he's got a motor that is hard for anyone to match. 
said he's still learning the game, has tons of potential, earned his spot, and can learn a lot from veterans like Leonard Floyd and Von Miller. On Connor McGovern, the Bills starting left guard, he had a nice update. He said nothing major with his knee. said he practiced today and everything went fine. said we're comfortable with where he is at. And so it was good for the Bills to get uh, Khalil Shakir back to practice, Connor McGovern back to practice, and Terrell Bernard back to practice on Wednesday. So the team's healthy. The team, Everyone's participating in practice right now uh, outside of Von Miller, who's on the pup list, Justin Shorter, and Bale Inspector, but those guys are on injury reserve. So every player on the 53 is healthy and ready to roll right now. On Ryan Vandemark's ascension, he said he came in here at 290 pounds and looked like a basketball player. Said our strength staff did a great job of beefing him up. Said Aaron Cromer did a great job too and commented, if you watch his reps last year, he was getting beat a lot, but he's improved a ton. Said he's more of a natural left tackle, but they're working on things on the right side. Said he's proud of him for making it and also said we're going to need him. So one of the best stories of this offseason has been Ryan Vandemark and Alec Anderson and Kingsley Jonathan. Those guys really emerging and pushing veterans off the roster. I mean, Vandemark pushes off Questenbury. Alec Anderson pushes off an Ike Bucker. Kingsley Jonathan pushes off a Boogie Basham. You're seeing young players really getting some opportunity here uh, through development, time on the practice squad, and in getting roles on the team. So it's cool to see that. On Kyer Elam, Brandon Bean said, I think Kyer has improved a lot. I think he had a good camp. I don't think it was a landslide. You can make an argument in terms of the order of the group, depending on who you ask. He's going to play in games this year. He's going to help us. Dane had his best camp. Christian improved a lot, too. Uh, Elam uh, Bean said he's a good player. He's still young. Even though he hasn't locked down a starting job yet, he's still in the mix. So there's that. On Tredavious White, uh, Brandon Bean said, I think Tredavious is in a really good spot. The ACL was a tough deal for him, not an easy one to come back from, and he's never had a major injury. He's in a great headspace. He's confident. And said, I see a guy who was ascending and getting back to the all-pro Trey White. On Gabe Davis being a team captain, uh, called Gabe Davis very valuable to our team. A pro from day one when he got here. Said he's mature beyond his years. You see that in his work ethic and habits. Said it's cool that his teammates view him as a captain. Looking forward to this season for him. And commented that the ankle really bothered him last year. And he's in a good spot. Uh, he was asked, he, I mean, Brandon Bean was asked a question about who has stood out to him in camp. And I think that's a, that's a tough question for being to just really just dive into, but he did mention two players, Taylor Rapp and Greg Rousseau. And uh, those are two good players to hear, right? Taylor Rapp would kind of have this mystery role for him in the defense. It's nice to see that they're feeling good about him. And of course, Greg Rousseau, super high upside year three, ascending young talent. I'm excited to watch Greg Rousseau this year. And then he was asked about Cam Lewis and said, Cam Lewis is the perfect example of not counting your reps, but making most of the ones that you get. Said he's really improved in special teams and expanded versatility with moving from nickel and outside cornerback to safety last year. Called him a damn good football player and raved about his tackling ability. Actually went into this little mini rant about the lost art of tackling and uh, called Cam Lewis a textbook tackler and certainly Based on watching him in that Bears game, you feel the same way. But, I mean, Cam Lewis, five years now, just sticking around as a UDFA out of UB, um, 
pretty cool story. Really cool story to see what he's been able to achieve. And hopefully he can stay healthy and really be a versatile sub package player and provide some value on special teams as well. But I feel like this roster is kind of taking shape, right? I mean, I don't know how much more is going to come. Obviously, there's going to be a quarterback added. There's going to be injuries along the way, but I think the nuts and bolts, the core of this group is is firmly established, and I think it's a great roster. I really do. I think it's deeper than it was last year at this time. Obviously, there's not as – last year there wasn't a, a huge glaring hole um, at middle linebacker, but maybe there was that corner where it was last year Dane Jackson, Christian Benford, and Kyrie Elam until – uh, Tredavious White was available, and even when he was available, that you know, took some time for him to find himself. So, you know, I, I just feel good about where this team is at. The schedule's tougher. Um, they're battle-tested. The division's harder, right? I mean, there's a lot at, at, at play here, but I think this team has the capacity to win the AFC. I really do. And um, pretty encouraged with with how this is all taken form here. And, and certainly the arrival of Christian Kirksey helps me with that. Uh, having a, a veteran offensive tackle added to this mix in a Fetty helps with that. Um, but even there's some young players here that just really intrigue me this year and Dalton Kincaid and Osiris Torrance and them having starting roles. I mean, Osiris Torrance is in line to play a hundred percent of the snaps for this bill's offense. Dalton Kincaid, uh, you know, top four, top three option in this passing game and a skill set that the bills were really missing last year. A lot of the young talent is, is aging and, and getting more reps and, prepared more to meet their potential this year. So I don't know. I'm excited. I don't, I don't, the national media wants to poop on this football team. I don't know. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm excited. Um, I'm more excited. I'm probably more excited right now at this point than I was last year. I've said that a number of times. I really believe it really like the makeup of this football team and stay healthy and go get it done this year, man. That's what we need. All right, folks, tomorrow on the podcast, uh, I'm going to have Alex Brasky from the Batavia Daily News, editor of Bill's Digest. We're going to have a conversation about the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to give you my stat prediction pod coming up. I owe you a herd mentality. A lot to do here on this podcast, so don't miss anything. Make sure that you are subscribed. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.